new generation podcast. I'm here for episode two with Aiden. Uh, we're gonna be discussing in the second part of the episode. You should already listen to the first part because that was a great episode. But the second part of the episode right here, we're gonna be talking about two things. And let's just jump right into the first one if you're ready to go. Yep. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is the NFTs and crypto market. I talked about this a lot in episode one of the new generation. But uh, mm. I really want to hear what you have to think about this because I feel like it's become something that everything use, everything kind of revolves around and what a lot of content mm. creators are using and a lot of content creators are investing in. So I want to hear your opinions on it. So NFTs and cryptocurrencies, I have NFTs. I mean, I, I dabble, but I don't, I don't make it apparent. Like I don't say like go buy an NFT or anything because I feel like people should be investing long game. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go in my investments, but like they should be investing more into stocks and things instead of crypto. Mm-hmm. Some people will tell me otherwise, but I think playing it safe is a little bit better, mm-hmm. especially people that don't know a lot. And they just listen to people on TikTok and they make a financial decision. More power to them. But that's not for me. I wouldn't, I would not listen to anybody on advice on TikTok exactly. at all. Um, I would do your own research first and understand that money is not a joke and that if you don't have the money to lose, then don't lose it. Um, You know, I'm not an investment advisor or anything, but I think like if you have money that you need, 100% need it, and you go and spend on cryptocurrencies or or NFTs, you're you're not doing something right. You're not you're not investing. Um, You're not you're not. That's not investing. That's ruining your chances of actually having wealth in the future because now you just wasted money on an NFT that doesn't worth it's not worth anything. And almost it's almost uh, becomes gambling. Because it is gambling, yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like, what I, I talked about this a lot in the first episode is we're talking about these like smaller meme coins almost. Dogecoin, yeah. Shiba. Uh, like I feel yeah. like coins like Bitcoin and Ethereum have kind of established themselves as almost like stocks at this point. They are investments at this point. That's something I, that's the only two I'd really consider using for a long term sort of investment. But stocks yeah. like but coins like Bitcoin and Shiba, they aren't, they can't be exchanged for any product anywhere is the problem with them, in my opinion. Uh, like, yeah. If I'm not going to be able to go into a store and say, do you take Shiba? Like, honestly, and I, since it's been going for so long, a lot of stores and a lot of online retailers, bigger online retailers, will take Bitcoin as some sort of payment. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's still somewhat rare, but there are retailers who will take it and you will be able to get product for your Bitcoin. It's just a problem of if you can exchange your Dogecoin and your Shiba coin when you have a lot of money in it. And these things yeah. rise and fall so, so fast. Like yeah. Doge and Shiba, they can you can be riding the biggest high of all time, not sell it, and then it'll fall to Yeah. yeah. It can fall an absurd amount and you will have lost everything. You've lost all the money yeah. you just thought you made, you'll have lost all the money that you invested in the first place. These things move yeah. and fluctuate so fast that it's hard to keep mm-hmm. track of them and hard to be able to... Hard to you really to have to have a passion for it. Yeah, you really have to. Uh, like, I mean, there's, there's people who will make lots of money off it, and I'll, I'll give them that. There's people who will do it. But what you said about... There's people that make money in anything. Yeah, there's people that make money in anything. What you said about social media, though, is when people will talk about investment advice, they're never going to show you what they made. They're, gonna, they're always going to show you what they made. They're never going to show you what they lost. Uh, yeah. So if, I, if I'm watching... Any creator on TikTok who comes in and says, I made $10,000 today and I've made X amount over the past month, well, how much have you lost? 
Because if you're, yeah. if you're saying you're an investor and you haven't lost money, that's uh, I don't I wouldn't yeah. believe you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like uh, every investor loses at some point. Um, I've invested in endeavors that have failed. Uh, you know, I've invested in people that have failed me. Uh, you know, and I've invested in and and cryptocurrencies that have failed me as well. Like I was one of the first adopters of Dogecoin back in 2019, mm-hmm. and um, I had I had a good amount of it. And then when it went to like 60 cents, I just thought it was going to go to a dollar. So I didn't sell. Uh, now it's at 17 cents, but I'm still up a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all profit at that point. Like you got to play the game smart enough to to play it at all. If you don't, if you, so like an example, if you, if, so say Doge is like a very early adopter, right? Yeah. And you buy $200 with it. To me, $200 isn't going to be something that's detrimental to my my income, okay? Because, um, like, I am an adult, so an adult money is different than, like, your age is money, right? Um, so, like, $200 isn't going to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to dwell over $200, right? Um, so, I, if you put $200 in and you make that $200 back, take the $200 out. And you already have the profits in there. Just let that grow. Like, that's what I'm saying. Is like, don't play your cards wrong. Play them in a way that makes you win, regardless of what situation it is. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> no, but yeah, I, I definitely think uh, people people kind of get obsessed with seeing the numbers go up, and then when they go down, they're like, oh, like you know, I should have taken my money out. Like that was stupid of me, but. They're already playing with profit. You're playing with profit. You're playing. You're you're messing with the game that is stock market. You're messing with the game that is cryptocurrencies. That's going to be a thing, hundred percent. You know, um, I actually have a super wealthy friend um, that bought Bitcoin back when we were in middle school, and he had stole money from his parents to buy Bitcoin. Okay, he. Um, he bought about five thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin back then, and it was like a, it, you know, it was a good amount of Bitcoin, um, and now he's worth a ton. I'm not gonna go the specific amount, but he is worth a lot. He is closer to something like two hundred Bitcoin now, right? Um, but you know, he's worth a lot, and he understood that stealing that money from his parents was a, as a good idea because, yeah, they would be mad up front but they would not be mad when he buys them a house or when he, you know, does some crazy stuff like that. Like that $5,000 turned into a, a shit ton of money for him. So like that is the only instance that you know you can take a risk on is your parents are already somewhat wealthy or like, you know, like I wouldn't suggest anyone to take yeah, money from their parents. Don't steal but, from your parents. Don't yeah, steal don't steal from your parents, don't, but I'm just saying that. the story. Yeah, I'm just saying the story of how that happened, right? Like, he got insanely lucky that Bitcoin went up, right? Don't go steal from your parents, but you see what I'm saying? The story is is pretty incredible yeah. that he went. And, but, I mean, obviously, once he had the money, he went and bought him a house, went and bought him a, his own house. Like, you know, that's that's whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's what he did with the money that made him even more rich. Mm-hmm. Not just having the money, but building upon the money to make more money. And uh, I think the wealthiest people 
don't have the most money in their account. The wealthiest people have the most assets when it comes to business mm -hmm. and when it comes to housing and when it comes to their assets are diverted. And um, yeah, I, I think the wealthiest people don't just have millions and millions of dollars in their bank account. There's a difference between the rich and the wealthy. The rich yeah. have all sorts of physical products that you see. It's uh, The rich is what I would consider people you see on Instagram with nice cars, nice clothes, nice watches, nice house. The wealthy yeah. are the people you see who have the, not the physical goods that you'll see from these people. They may, but you don't see it often. But what yeah. they have is they have assets. They have things that they, they have businesses they own. They have absurd amounts of money in stock. They've got, yeah. they're, they're doing more with their money that can make them, they're doing stuff with their money that can make them more money. Yeah. These people are doing, these people are checking their money and cars are going to depreciate in value. Watches are going to depreciate in value. Clothes are going to depreciate in value. I wouldn't say watches. Not, not some watches, watches I, well, some yeah. Watches do. Uh, maybe not watches, but cars definitely depreciate in value. Uh, yeah, house, uh, houses, houses sometimes go up. Houses sometimes go up. Uh, clothes yeah. definitely depreciate in value a lot. Uh, like sneakers, uh, I wore a pair of my dunks a few days ago, and yeah. if I had before I wore them, they were three hundred something dollars, three fifty. Yeah, I wore them two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One wear. That's understandable. Yeah, and but you can, but you can see it, and it's what you see with these people is that. There is that they have a lot of money, but they have depreciated business. They have a lot of goods, but they have depreciating goods. They don't have appreciating goods, which is what the people who are really wealthy have. Yeah, and uh, becoming wealthy, mm -hmm. um, I, I, I don't like, like the thing I think about, like when I think about wealth, I just think about how many businesses can I make and how much cool shit can I make that makes me more money. Exactly. And like, like if I can do like twitch is one of them where i would love to make more money than i make other places on twitch than i would if i made a business because twitch is like i feel like twitch's culture is like super money oriented like to give people money mm -hmm. and they built it in such a way that people are okay with giving five subs or giving you know 20 subs to a streamer they like it's okay to drop that they don't think about the money they think about oh i want to help the streamer and uh, like wealth only builds to a certain extent and and money only builds to a certain extent, okay? Like once you have all the money you have, you feel like you're in GTA and you have nothing else to do. Yeah. Like, like, like uh, I don't know how to explain this because I felt like this for m many months where I kind of just felt like, yeah, I'm not at the point where I can buy a house, but I'm not at the point where I'm struggling. And I'm just creating. And so I, I definitely feel like there is a setback to rich people. Mm -hmm. um, because people always think that, yes, they have a lot of money, but they're not the ones, like, I don't know how to explain this. Like, they don't, they don't sit there and have all their money just like this. Like, they're, they're diverting their assets to, to where they don't pay more in tax. If they just had all their money in their bank account, they'd be paying a send them taxes everywhere yeah. and like right now like for me an example it's like i'm not wealthy to the point where i could go buy anything i want and it won't affect me like i i still am super like 
laid back i i don't buy a lot of things i buy things to further my content and that's pretty much it like i don't really think about like oh i need to buy this and i need that or i need that it's just if i want something for a video and i think it'd make a good video i buy it for the business and it's a it's a write-off right so like yeah i i don't know there, i think wealth is definitely buildable and if you do it early on you're you're good and you won't have to work another day in your life if you know how to manage your money and i always think that my money will go away at some point because money comes and goes um but once you get past a million dollars it doesn't feel like anything once you make your first million you don't feel like anything else can top it and i mean i'm not even at that yet i just know from talking to friends of mine that once you get to your first million you definitely feel like you're excited you're happy whatever but how much can you really buy with after a million a yacht a mansion whatever those two things are relevant to me i'd rather have like a nice ass new york uh skyscraper and like you know just have like a like a hotel or like a i don't know some some sort of building or just have you know like a, a room that's at the top of like a hotel or like uh just things like that like i i like like new york life like i think that would be cool like like uh long windows things like that like that's cool and all but how do you get to that point and can it is it feasible like you know and i, I think a lot of people kind of just think about money and think like i need it and a lot of people are in the survival state and think oh he has what this and that's why i'm upset but i'm at a point where i'm in a different spot than them i i can't relate to them when it comes to that right i used to be able to but now i can't um and yeah i, I mean I, I think wealth is all buildable it just depends on how you do it and um you have to make right decisions you have to be really responsible with it and uh yeah I don't know. I think I think a lot of people kind of get irresponsible and just buy what they want and uh, think that that's like the way or things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, second thing I want to talk about with you on this part of the episode. Yeah. Uh, so one thing that I've been seeing recently is I've noticed in the subgenre of TikTok that we're more involved in, yeah. kids will get a lot of kids will get sponsorships very early in their following yeah. stages. Mm -hmm. If you look on any other side of TikTok, kids with 5,000 followers aren't getting a ton of, aren't getting sponsorships. Kids with 5,000 mm -hmm. followers on TikTok can get offered decent amounts of money and decent products sent to them. But the problem is mm -hmm. they don't understand the business side of it and don't understand what they're actually agreeing to. Uh, yeah, and they're getting manipulated by these brands for free marketing uh, for products that maybe don't work very well, and that they're they're forced to go out and make videos about products that don't work very well, just because they get paid for it, and then their followers disappear because their followers buy it and they don't like it and they think it's terrible, and they said, "Oh, why would you do this?" I mean, there's a lot of things that I feel I feel like it's a lot of manipulation going with a lot of these smaller creators because they don't have the experience that bigger creators like you would um yeah uh this is a a topic that can go on for a little bit it, it's going to be a longer conversation uh 
I, I think people get limelighted, especially when they're younger, right? People, uh, like 15 year old me right now would be like, what the hell is going on? How are you in this position? But like for me now, I look back to when I was 15 and like that was like the potential viewer I'd want to hit is myself. And so like I think a lot of times people take a deal because they have no content. Yeah. And uh, and, I, and these brands are going to say no to free work. They want free work. Because it helps them it, it makes them sales and they're making money off of these people and and i see it from both sides if you're a new startup and you're trying to get eyes on a product and you send it to someone out for free and they say some nice things about it brownie points for your business Good job. uh but they think like like an example when i was starting my mousehead company uh, a lot of people got my very first initial mousepad and talked a lot about it and how bad it was from Stream Moments. Um, yeah. And I wanted better for myself too. Um, so when I left Stream Moments and I went to in-gaming and we made a better quality pad, there were still people issued, like still having issues with it. And what I realized is that no matter where you give your product to or no matter who promotes it, there's always going to be hate on the product. No matter who, who consecrated, whatever, yeah. right? Um, younger people in TikTok and TechTalk need to understand that TechTalk is not the future. Mm -hmm. Carter, yes, he blew up in TechTalk and he has a lot of followers, but his following cap is like six mil, maybe. The the there is a follower cap and a audience cap you hit when you're on a niche on TikTok. There is no, there is not a, uh, like there's not a infinite ceiling for tech. Mm -hmm. For lifestyle, there is. Lifestyle is one of the biggest niches on TikTok besides comedy. Comedy is going to be number one, always. But tech is like down here. You may get people that follow you for other reasons. That's why people like make videos like tech that appeals to everyone or tech that you can buy that doesn't make you a nerd or like you know or or subjective that's probably why i think carter's been going more into nothing we say is against carter carter's been doing amazing for his no, yeah, entire yeah. career as tech as tech talk he does he does some of the probably the best content out there but uh what what i think the reason he's kind of gone into doing phones and talking about laptops now is because i feel like he's kind of reached the fact that most of the people who are interested in PCs who are on TikTok have seen him already, followed yeah. him already, have seen him, have, have seen him. If I'm, I think, I think if you went up to anyone on TikTok and asked them the first person they think about, I think you're going to hear Carter 95% of the time. Just because, yeah. and I, I have friends who are on TikTok. I sent them, uh, I thought it was pretty funny because I, when I got stitched by Carter, uh, I sent it to some of them and it's just some friends that I have on Discord who don't really care too much about Tech Talk. I just sent yeah. it to them and I was some friends at my school and they were just like, oh, that's crazy. You got do it by Carter or stitched by Carter. And I was like, yeah, I mean, everybody, most people who have a PC are going to know about him if they're in any way sort of involved in TikTok. Even if they don't make tech content on TikTok, mm -hmm. if they're involved in mm -hmm. TikTok, 
and light tech they're going to know about Carter. But now he's going into phones and laptops, all that sort of stuff, because people, the average person does not own a PC. Most people no, yeah. do not own a PC. Most people own a phone. If you're on TikTok, you have a phone. Yep. And if people, it's more, it, it appeals to more people if you have, if you're making content about phones, because if they see he has, if they, if they see him talking about an iPhone, there's infinitely more people that have iPhones than people who have personal computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, this is why, like, like, see, okay, so when I talk, I, I've met Carter in person. Mm-hmm. I've met Carter in person. I've talked to him. Um, I was pretty good friends with Carter for a while. still am. Um, and I'll probably see him at CES. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, like, people don't understand, especially when, when you're younger, they just look to Carter and think, oh, he's getting all these sponsorships. I can too. Mm-hmm. And they're not understanding that he has a manager that manages that. They're not understanding uh, Carter gets paid for a lot of his deals, a lot of money to his deals, um, and he gets managed. And that's fine, and that's good for him. Mm-hmm. But people that are taking free content sponsorships mm-hmm. are not benefiting. They may in views, but they're not benefiting. And... Um, I feel like I'm on the back end of that because so many people make videos about my mouse pads that I that helped me grow, mm. and it still does. There's people there's people that have three, four, five, six million views with my mouse pad in the background, and get questions about it in the comments, and I don't even know who they are. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and like like that's what like I feel like I'm on the end of that where I don't pay them, but they're buying the product and saying something about it. Mm. It's growth that you're not. That, that's different. You know, it's not like I'm sitting there and I'm sending them to these consecrators. At first, I sent out, I say, hey, if you want this product in for free, you can take it. I won't require you to make any videos on it, but if you want to make a video on it, go ahead. I did that for Island's collection because it was an artist that was working with me and I had to promote it. So I, I took 30 of the consecrators that I know and I sent them a pad. And I said, you know, I'm not going to pay you for this, but if you want to make a video, totally up to you. If you want to keep it, just have it, all you too. I didn't put any requirements or things that they had to do. Um, I just said, if you make a video, maybe use the hashtag if you want, you know, it might help you. Um, and a lot of people started doing that. I'm not going to sit there and say no to the free promotion, but I'm also not going to sit there and require them to change their content. I want them to make whatever they want to make. Even if it's good, bad about anything about my product, I want them to make the content. Regardless, my goal is to be nice enough to give them something, even if they don't make content on it and they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. If they enjoy it, that's better because they'll want to make content on it. They'll want to do cool things. But if they get a product just because they want to make the content about it and they don't really care for it, they're not making the right content. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was talking yeah. about with Joey. Oh, yeah. That's what I was talking about with Joey last night uh, when we were talking about this podcast and having a little bit of a meeting about it. Uh, I was saying, I mean, I'm not going to require anyone who comes on the show to do any content about the show, about the podcast, because that's something that it's, it's, they're already, you're already coming on the podcast to talk. I don't need you to go out and post something for me. I'm not going to require anybody to do that. It's also going to lesser who wants to come on the podcast. If I say, 
you're going to go make your own piece of content about this podcast now and advertise it for me. I'm not going to make anybody yeah. do any advertising about me. If they want to, that's amazing. But I'm not going to make anybody do it for me because it's it's not it's not what I think. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're coming on to be a guest on my podcast and you're doing it without a paid sum towards you, if you're not doing it for any monetary gain, you're just doing it because you think it would be an interesting topic or it's something interesting to do. Yeah. I'm not going to force you to do it. See, if I was paying, say I'm paying you $200 to come on right now, yeah, I might say, can you make a video on it for me? But I'm not paying you $200, yeah. which I feel comfortable saying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm not going to require anyone to ever make content about something because I'm giving them, I'm, do, I'm doing a freebie for I and mean, they're doing a freebie for me. Why ask them to do something else for me? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying is like, People on content on TikTok, they just kind of, they kind of just push and push and push and make things that they're not proud of. And uh, that that's the problem with with what you're saying is, yes, there is issues there. Um, and uh, I don't know. I I think that's the problem is people just take the the first thing they can get and they get it. And they try their best, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I think people just take the wrong sponsorships. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm and, personally taking yeah. one sponsorship, I want to say. Um, yeah. And that, the only one I've taken was from InnoGear. And I got a boom arm from them. I posted a video. And I'm I've, I'm not mad that I ever took that. I mean, I, it was a good deal. I got a free boom arm. just had to make a video on it. And the boom arm still lasts me. Like, I still use it currently. Yeah, so that's another thing too, uh, is people that need the products, I think a lot of times they just want the product because they don't have it. Mm-hmm. And they'll take it because of that reason. But that's fine. But the the companies that say you need to do this, this, and this in your video and require you to do something is different. Like, there, if, like requirements to content of, you know, we want you to get this many views. We want, like, okay, here's an example. Back when I was growing, I had like 150,000 followers, uh, and FlexiSpot reached out to me, um, and I took the desk because I was like, okay, I could use it. It's that desk back there, and I put a different countertop on it. Um, but I used it because I needed the content for that. Okay, I made a video on it. Blah 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 blah. It was really nice, really nice video. Did a lot of work on it, and it got like 10k views. Okay, I get a message from the 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 CEO of uh, the company and he basically told me that I needed 50k and to post another video and that was not in any agreement beforehand there was no agreement there was nothing they were just sending it out to me for review and that left a bad taste in my mouth like why are you going to require me to get a certain amount of views to review your product for free and you're not even paying for the marketing. Exactly. That's that's absurd. Absurd. And I've never worked with FlexiSpot ever. Mm-hmm. Ever again after that. And, and that is what I'm saying. is like th- these kids are getting that exactly. response. It's a, it's, a, it's a terrible they – there's no fine print. There's no contract. And yeah. before, I, yeah. take, before I, look at any, uh, I look at any deal that I get that comes through my email, the first thing I yeah. do is the smart, I go to the smartest people I know. I go to my parents. I say, yeah, yeah. I say what do you think of this? They'll tell me. Oh, that there's something fishy about this. There's something that doesn't look good about it. There's something that 
Um, yeah. There's something about this that doesn't look right, and they'll say they'll tell me that, and that's that's the first person I have look over everything. I don't make I don't say anything to the person before I have my parents look over it, because yeah, yeah, I get of course. And even if you're even if you're older and listening to this and taking my advice, if you don't have parents who you can send this back to, uh, or if you don't if you don't have someone like that who you can go back to and just say hey, reach out to other creators, it. reach out to other creators who have done it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you don't know uh, that the deal is going to be good for you, there's always another creator who will. There, there. Some. If you, I sent like my email to uh to you about the podcast, and I got a response pretty quickly. Uh. Yeah. So it got back to me really fast. So if I. So yeah. So like with Joey, like it's also another thing. Uh, a lot of my audience doesn't know about Joey. They know of him and like he's in the content and stuff, but Joey is like my manager. Like Joey manages my emails that come in. Um, and then we talk about like, okay, like this is what you have. Do you want to do this sponsorship? Yes or no? This is the these are the kind of, you know, meh things about it. And you know, and I pay him to do that. It's not like I just sit there and I don't pay him at all. Um, but I do it off of if he brings in sponsorships, he gets percentage of that. Um, and so the the prior the prices will probably be higher because I'm trying to get him income, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of brands, I think, kind of use TikTok creators because they think it's easy, and it is. Don't get me wrong, because there's a lot of kids that don't understand. Um, but I'm not going to go and take advantage of that because I want to reach higher than those kids. Like, I don't need them. Like, I don't need to make content off of them. If they want to make content about my stuff, I'm totally okay with it. But I want to reach up to the people up here that don't know about me and their audiences that don't know about me. Because these people down here, they may not know about me. And that creator must know about me. But not their audience. And it's totally okay to make a, a mousepad video about me. I don't care. But I'm not going to go out of my way and, and go to like 6,000, 7,000. I don't, I'm not that desperate. I don't need to go to these people that are grinding right now to get my product sales. Like the, the, the thing about these brands is they have, okay, this is what we want to project. They have their projections for the year, okay? A lot of brands will have, like, like I want to sell 5,000 products through TikTok. Yeah. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the same email, write a different name, and send it to 40, 50, 60 young kids on TikTok that have 7,000 followers. And if I get four sales from them, that'll, or five sales from them, that'll compound and I'll get the 5,000. Mm -hmm. But they, they don't realize that they're not paying out anything. So they're, the content creators that are making all this content for them, are losing money because these other com companies are making money off of them. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand that. They just think they're getting the free views and free content and they're getting free products, but they're losing out on money they could have made. Yeah. Even if they asked for $100, they'd give it to them a lot of times, depending on the marketing budget, but they would. A lot of companies, I, I people try to work with me for free and my time is way more expensive than they're, what they're gonna ask. But I'm gonna sometimes make it work because it's either a big company or someone that wants to work with me. But exactly. my time is so more, yeah, it's more expensive. Mm -hmm. And fi finding your worth is what you need to do early on as a content creator. Mm -hmm. Are your videos really, really well? Do they perform well? Performing well sometimes does better than quality. I can't lie. Yeah. Um, but performing well is the number one key metric that they want. They want videos to perform. And my videos don't perform. They haven't for a while. So, like, for me, I just slowly upload. You know, I, sl I want a slow growth. I don't want to go and jump on 40 trends just to make my views the month. 
I want to be able to make things that I like and people follow it. And um, going back to that first conversation is just about like kids getting scammed and it's a definitely it's a different era for sure. But then that also, on the flip side, for businesses, that's a huge stepping stone in taking their business from maybe 100000 a year to 400000 a year, right? Like, it's a, it's a huge step. It really is. Um, TikTok is powerful, and it's the way you use it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think kids are kind of gullible, unfortunately. Just piece of advice to everyone who ever gets an email about a sponsorship opportunity. Before you respond, if you don't have if you don't have someone advising it, at least do this: read through it ten times, read through it a lot. Because mm-hmm. my first email I ever got was from some weird app asking me to make a video about them, and they'd pay me thirty bucks or something like that. I was like, at first off, yeah, I said no. no. First off, I said no because it was a low amount. Like, I'm I have five thousand followers, but I'm not I'm not worth your thirty dollars to make an entire video on my account for this. Uh, no, yeah, also, exactly. Also, I'm not gonna switch up my entire content. I don't make videos on games right now. I make videos on the tech content. I'm not gonna switch up my yeah. entire content to make a video for you, and you're only gonna pay me thirty bucks, and my fans are gonna look at me as a sellout, and I'm only making thirty bucks because of it. But also, yeah, yeah, exactly. The first thing I did when I looked at that email, there was first sentence spelling mistake, second sentence spelling mistake, third sentence spelling mistake, fourth sentence yep. grammar mistake. I knew that people weren't putting in time to actually talk to me. And like, yeah. I knew that people, these people didn't want to actually have me. They wanted my views. If they, yeah, yeah, exactly. if they wanted me, they would have spelled the things correctly. They would have taken the time to write a good email, which I just realized in my email that I first sent to you, I spelled something wrong, which is probably, <laughs> probably wasn't great, but it it's fine. Out. I mean, uh, yeah, but, but it's like, um, it's honestly like for Joey, Joey's a very particular person. He doesn't work with really anyone depending on the situation like he you're, you're kind of lucky you got to talk to joey yeah. because um joey is very business minded he thinks about my brand he thinks about you know what what i could say and do um and if i didn't want to do it he wouldn't have replied but i i i believe in first chances for everyone even if they use my name or you know they use my likeness for a podcast or a video and joey was telling me how much potential he thinks you have and so i said well let's give him a shot let's do it um and i i think everyone's guaranteed a first try at something um depending on the size of the creator obviously but um yeah i, I think you did really well and you're not like you, you conduct yourself really well for a 14 year old i can't lie yeah, uh, it is very true. It's not like a, like I'm lying to you or anything. It, you do conduct yourself pretty well for 14. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that's kind of that's kind of where I think you know most people kind of stand is you know if you want to be a creator, you need to one think about your five year plan. Think about what you want to do in five years. You, what it, what does your content look like in five years? What does your podcast look like in five years? What does your your end goal look like in five years? And then take those five-year goals and try to do them in 10 months and, and see what happens. That's like I said to Joey last night. Joey said something about confidence, and I said, I said, what do you think about your, your podcast? I said, I'm going to be a top five podcast in the next five years. And he responded with, that was fast. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I've got confidence in myself. 
I understand what I can do and I know what I need to do to reach those goals. And if, mm-hmm. if, I, if I want to reach those goals, there is a way for me to reach those goals. And there's, mm-hmm. there's always going to be a way, a way for me to reach those goals. And that's something that you need to look at. If you want to be a content creator, you need to look at the fact that you have to be confident in yourself enough to the point where you yeah. can realize you can do this. Like this yeah. is yeah, fully yeah. attainable. Everything that you do in this side is attainable. Uh, you just have to think about how you do it. You just have to think about how you do it. You have to make a plan. You have to, you have to spend the time. You have to put in the hours. You have to put in a lot of time doing what you believe. If you want to do what you believe you have to do. If you want to yep. make it to that, say you want to be a reach a million followers, you want to make $10 million in a year. You want to make or something like that. I know that's an absurd amount of money, but if, it, if, it, it's if, absurd. There, if there's a will to do it, there's a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, like that, that's what I'm saying is people kind of underestimate that. I think a lot of people uh, really don't know that there is a way to make it on social media because they think it's luck mm-hmm. and it's not luck. Yeah, exactly. It isn't luck. Mm-hmm. Um, social media is not luck. If anyone's listening, like, it is not. Mm-hmm. It's about how you think about what you do, and how do you convey it, and how do you, like, how do you make it better? How do you make things that influence people? If you can do that on a day-to-day basis, you will get somewhere. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. So. Uh, my biggest message for people is that one if you guys are listening to this podcast and it goes you know good viral whatever um understand that social media isn't we are in the gold mine era gold rush era of content creation right now if you're not on the boat now you're missing out in three years i guarantee it um everyone would become too big for you to compete Maybe YouTube, it'll be it'll be a little bit easier, but TikTok right now is honestly one of the best platforms to be posting to, and I stand by that. I just don't like TikTok because I feel like it's hard to post for me. I mean, I I like TikTok, but like, it is so hard for me to come up with ideas all the time, and like I I I'm at a point where I just make and make and make, and one day it'll pop off or do something cool, and you know I don't know. Um. Yeah, uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, just know that your content is worth more. Put the work and the hours in, and you'll be somewhere. You'll be successful somehow. Yep, exactly. And uh, yeah. All right, and thank you for coming on the show. It's been an amazing time talking with you. We got two episodes done, like crazy amount of time. This is a long time talking with you, and we we didn't have any rambling really. We did, but yeah, a lot a lot of great advice for people who want to become a content creator like yourself. Uh, yeah and we had a lot of we had a lot of great discussion so thank you for coming on the show no problem uh yeah and also like i just wanted to say is there's don't only take my advice about consecration like there's no textbook way of being a consecrator there's no textbook way uh there's no rule book no textbook you just have to create and be yourself and i think that's the biggest two things and once you do that you'll succeed exactly yep once again thank you for coming on the show Awesome. Of course. Signing off. Second episode, or third episode now. We're done with two. Thank you for <laughs> coming on.